I've been grounded. How can I fly my new quadcopter in the no-fly zone? And if you have 16 GoPro cameras, we need to talk. Tech 411 starts now. Your personal guide to everything tech. Tech 411. Tech 411 with Oscar Santana and Todd Moore. Salutations. Welcome to Tech 411. I'm Oscar Santana. And I'm Todd Moore, and this is show number 141. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. 141. Yeah. We took a little bit of a hiatus, uh, to say the least, correct? Yes. Yeah, about <laughs> almost a month. Almost a month. Uh, to be fair to us, this show will be jam-packed, and uh, Tomo, Todd Moore, has been traveling uh, around the world and across the country multiple times, it feels like. So uh, we should be back on schedule now that he is uh, in in the area, back in the DMV, the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. Welcome home, my friend. Oh, thank you so much. You know, I went out to San Francisco, Oscar. Yeah. And uh, went to that conference called Google I.O. Google I.O., a yearly conference. This is your third Google I.O. or is it your second? I feel like it's your third. Yeah, I feel like it's my third, too. Right? Yeah, I think so. I like I, I wave um, at the end of the dock every time you leave because one of these days I'd like to make it out myself. But uh, I live vicariously, and so do our listeners through you. What was it like uh, for Google I.O. 2015? It was great. Um, I, I really enjoy Google I.O. They always put together a great conference. It was only two days this year. It was Thursday, Friday. Uh, and then they told me, hey, uh, we're going to do a game developer summit. Since you're a game developer, do you want to join us Wednesday? So it turned into a... Uh, me rushing to change my flights and then um, being flying out early um, on that Wednesday so I could go to the Game Developers Conference, which was cool because they gave me like this free NVIDIA Shield. Thank you, uh, NVIDIA, for that. That oh, was that. a really cool device. And What does um, the Shield do for the layman out there? Well, it's a gaming console, an entertainment console, uh, running Android, and, you know, plugs into the Google Play Store. And so it's it's pretty powerful. It has like a, a terabyte of storage, which, uh, or maybe it was 500 gigs. NVIDIA, it's a small little device. It's got that much storage, right? Yeah, and uh, I think it's, you know, like I predicted a couple years ago, I really think Android is, is going to be a viable gaming console in the future. And, this, and with this device, uh, we're, we're almost there. I mean, this thing can put out 4k it's only 30 frames a second oh, wow. but it's got a 4k connection not even xbox one or the playstation has that right no not even i want 4k right like i don't want an xbox one with only 1080p yeah. right you stopped me in my tracks the 4k i didn't know it gave out for the output was 4k it was even yeah. possible at this time jeez that's what we that, i think that's what uh, hardcore gamers one. I mean, I, it, it's a little early. Granted, not everyone has the 4K TV, but you know, and really the content isn't there yet either. But we, I, I, what I just love is that these devices are coming and and they're inexpensive. I mean, I believe this was around three hundred dollars. Uh, pretty and impressive. It's, it's just great to see that you know the support for 4K, and it just means gaming is going to get better and better. So just for context, wrap my mind around what the NVIDIA is. So it's a little console, and it gives you 4K gaming capabilities, but everything's in the cloud. All the games are off Android. Yeah, I mean, you use uh, Google Play. So it's, it comes with the Google Play yes. Store. Um, and, you know, Google has their own device, which is, uh, what, what do they call it? That little round thing uh, that I, I bought one, too. And, and so... 
you, there's lots of different Android gaming consoles. Yeah. And, and I feel like you can get just... the Fire and it can do all kinds of things on there as well. Yeah, Amazon, and right? that's Amazon's solution, yeah. right? So there's just so many great like Android devices, consoles that you can do 3D gaming. Granted, it's not PlayStation 4, Xbox One um, gaming, but it's getting so close. And, of course, it comes with Android TV, so you'll be able to... You know, watch all your movies and music and Moving all that in the stuff. right direction. It's very cool. Uh, outside of the free gear and yeah, that's all I care about. The, the game developers. Summit. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is like, you know, like everyone uh, loves Google I/O. If you get a, a ticket, and it was really hard to get one this year, yeah. I really had to beg for it. But uh, <laughs> you get Nothing like wrong with a, that, my friend. You get like a usually you get it like a free device or yeah. something free that's really cool. So the shield thing was just for game developers. They were really strict. They're like, "Are you sure you're a game developer?" They're looking at my ID tag and everything. Show me your games. But the 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 main conference, you know, that's usually one of the biggest attractions is what what's the freebie this year? And after the keynote, they're like, "Well, everyone gets a, a cardboard 2.0." And you're like, "Uh, that's like womp, a three dollar value." I mean, it's great. They updated cardboard to fit the uh, the Nexus Six. Yeah, uh, but you and I both know that's not what you're going for. If I remember correctly, and you can correct me, uh, you came back from a Google I.O. once, and you got a brand-new Chromebook. Yeah, and by the <laughs> way, I'm using that. Oh, I'm congratulations. That. Well, I moved everything into the cloud, as you know. So Living Chrome, in the cloud. That Chromebook is great. I And it was like an $1,800 laptop. I, I remember when you brought it back, and, and I was happy for you, but uh, I figured that that's how every Google I.O. rolled. They just gave you some high-dollar high uh, Google uh, hardware, and that's that's kind of like yeah. your bonus after paying the entrance fee. I, I guess so. Well, the, and it, Not this year, huh? You make money. Well, that was the thing. Is like I was like, oh, what a jip. They're, they're not doing like the good giveaways anymore. But it turns out I think they forgot to mention what, what the true gift was. And then the next day I got an email. It's like, pick up your Nexus nine tomorrow. Oh, I was like, wait, what? Snap. Like they didn't even announce it. What? So, free Nexus nine. So that was pretty cool. All around. Jeez. Yeah. It's a really nice tablet. So, uh, that, and that's basically Google's solution. Now they have the Nexus six phone, yeah. which I really, really wanted that, uh, because my Nexus five, it's still a great phone. Just getting a little old. That's all. You finally, uh, uh, you finally made the switch back to to Apple, though. You're back at iOS. Oh uh, well, you know, I have both. So I, I signed up. It turns out uh, with T-Mobile, it's only an extra twenty bucks to what enable another smartphone with Is, unlimited data. You have two lines. Yeah, I got to, I got another line. So now oh. I yeah, it just what makes is that, sense. the bat phone. Is that why you never answer my texts? Yeah, that's the that's the creeper phone. <laughs> the burner. What, is, what do they call it? That's the burner. <laughs> <laughs> Your yeah, burner I, is a Nexus 5. Yeah, that's my burner phone. <laughs> I need to send any messages anonymous. Oh, God. That, this is, you just no, made my day. It's kind of nice, and I, I need that for um, for testing, you know. So no, you it's full, good full to, cellular <clears throat> hookup. I'm with you. Yeah, because yeah. so, you find so many problems with your apps when you're just running on a on a 3G or 4G connection, it's like, that's one thing I've learned. It's like, you got a, a great Wi-Fi connection. You, you're probably not going to find the amount of bugs in your app yeah. is if you had like a slow connection to Haiti, you know, going on. No, and that's where, so smart. it's great to have that. I, uh, we ran into that actually with our, our latest free app company app with uh, Tom, the Tom Likas stream for his show that on a few different carriers, because it was, it was switching from 4G to 3G, 
we have an issue that we're looking to resolve, but we wouldn't have known unless we actually had a live device. So you're absolutely right. You, small things happen. You just don't know, when, especially when you're on the networks. Per yeah, se. that's true. That's true. Interesting. Uh, just to wrap up uh, Google I.O., I didn't, and I'm just talking about the free stuff I got. That's not really a, a Hey, man, I'm with you. I think <laughs> we're going live, to live, live vicariously through you, as I said. But let me just give you real quick the highlights that uh, they announced. Uh, number one, and I've been asking for this for years uh, in Android, and, and I always hate Android permissions. It's the one thing that iOS always did right. They prompt you, uh, hey, you know, like you download an app, you run an app. If the app wants your address book, it prompts you in the context of something you're clicking on, right? Oh, and then it goes like, do you give permission to this app to get to your address book? So the permission model is always great on iOS and always sucked on Android because you had to agree to all these permissions yeah. at the time of install. And that was always my biggest complaint. They're fixing that finally with Android M. And so that's going to be the uh, Lollipop uh, predecessor and uh, or I'm sorry, successor. And I'm excited about that. That means now people won't be writing me emails going, hey, why do you want? You know, access to my microphone, and 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 instead, well, they're going to be they're going to be clicking the record button, and then it's going to say, "Hey, do you give permission yeah. to your microphone?" That just makes total sense. With Android, I always felt like when you would talk about that, uh, it was it was a clumsy in, interaction between the developer and the downloader because you weren't able to explain why you needed access to certain certain uh, aspects of the device. So it was almost like a speed bump. People could just say, I don't want to deal with this, I'm out, right? Yeah, and it really was because they, they won't even install your app. They yeah. see this laundry list of permissions and they go, what the hell? And I'm not going to install that thing. So finally, finally, they're going to they're going to fix that with the next version of Android. Very Can't cool, man. That. Awesome. Um, they're going to have uh, USB-C support. Of course, that's the new connector that uh, is the future, everyone seems to think. Um, Apple, uh, I know you just got the new MacBook that yeah. has uh, USB-C. USB-C. Uh, I would call it uh, cluster. It's a C for cluster F. Because... What do you mean? <laughs> you hate it? Uh, I don't like. And again, I'm only into my second week of the new MacBook. Um, I don't like how I always have to carry a dongle with me just in case. I, and for what we do for a living, especially here for, in the podcast world, I always have to have a USB connector, right? Um, because yeah. I'm not living on the cloud. If I want to record audio, if I want to import audio, um, especially record off these digital boards, I really need a USB connection. And if I don't have the dongle, I'm, uh, I'm effed, basically, for lack I of a better term. I'm sorry. I know you love your little laptop. I can't stand that thing. You you brought the the MacBook. That's the new MacBook from Apple. Yes. Um. They yeah. Like you said, they took away all the ports. Yeah. So you just have this USB C. Uh. I <clears throat> look. I cannot use a, a laptop unless it has a USB port. I refuse to buy something that you got to connect all these dongles to. Um. So I and on top of that, I'm not a big fan. Uh, actually, I hate your keyboard. I hate yeah, it. I I like the the form and func the initial function. If I didn't have to use uh, USB as much as I I do on a daily basis, I wouldn't be an, an, as annoyed as you are about, of the dongle. The keyboard hasn't really struck me as much as it has as affected oh my you. God. I feel like I need to buy like ten MacBook Pros in case they ruin the keyboard. <laughs> like I well, you have to explain type. the keyboard. You have to explain like, the keyboard. Okay, so the keyboard now on that device is low profile which means that the keys barely depress. 
and and so you're typing on the thing and it doesn't feel right it just feels like you're it just the keys are really stiff and they don't depress far enough and i've been using the apple keyboards uh for years now and Apple's going to go and just change keyboard. Like, they're running out of things to do that they have to change the entire keyboard so everyone's got to learn how to use a keyboard again. I hate that keyboard. With, uh, with, with extreme prejudice, as, uh, as we can tell. I think uh, it's the worst <laughs> decision they've ever made to put Johnny Ives on the keyboard. Like, that keyboard just sucks. <laughs> I, again, I noticed there was a slight difference. It didn't strike me as uh, uh as extreme as it oh did todd let me tell you the the macbook pro is the best laptop ever invented uh, across all lines yeah you know pc mac whatever like that laptop is as good as it gets it really is great they don't need to change Anything. Question: Did you really, um, because you you have such a such a strong view against the keyboard? Did you really think that you may have to go out and and get some get, like strike while the iron's hot before like they update it, this MacBook Pro? If they go, <clears throat> we got a brand new MacBook Pro and it's got the same keyboard as the MacBook, I'm gonna run out and I'm gonna buy the old model because <laughs> I will never <laughs> use that keyboard, never. <laughs> And I, I'm so upset because I know it's coming. Yeah, I mean, I it makes sense. It's coming. It's like when they reverse the scroll wheel on your mouse. <laughs> it's like uh, up is now down, and they're like, and you just, and they just expect you to change everything, change everything, your behavior, everything you learn, and that's what I hate about Apple. Was that if a? If, was that if, a, if there's one thing I hate about Apple is their arrogance in that they actually reverse the direction of the scroll wheel and now on top of that they're going to change the keyboard so they're like it's impossible to figure out uh, and uh, it goes against every keyboard uh, you have again i want to clarify that i and not i don't have as strong feelings as todd does about the keyboard but my question to you i don't remember the the mouse changing was are that you a, kidding was me? that a watershed moment for you oh my god that was like biggest jerk store thing that apple ever did <laughs> when was this was when they go up is now down this is the right way get used to it you know and i was just like are you kidding me they changed the direction of scrolling you know instead of like down being down down was up yeah and I, like i so i download there's this app <laughs> and i'm running it on all my computers it's called reverse scrolling okay and <clears throat> What it does is it reverses uh, your track wheel on your mouse. Wow. I, I don't dislike the the um, the way – they also did it with the trackpad. Yeah. I think the trackpad makes a little more sense. But that scroll wheel, I just got so upset. <laughs> like, well, so I run this, this little free app called Reverse Scrolling on every Mac computer I own. You're probably not the only one. I got into Macs in 2005, so I don't – like I never really felt like the, I knew that it was different, but I got used to it quickly. Um, but if you use computers at the level you did, I imagine right away you said, "This is effed. I got to figure out a better way to do this." It just blows my mind. Okay, the one thing I want to get into uh, at Google I/O that yeah, you'll please. love, I think you'll really like this. It's called uh, they they announced this VR camera rig. Um, they say it's for everyone, but I mean this thing's going to be expensive. It's basically 
uh, a design spec. They partnered with GoPro, and you can build a circular 16 camera. Saw rig. this beautiful, and it's going to let you create like stereoscopic VR video. What mm-hmm. is that? You know, that means you'll be able to uh, go to the North Pole, drop one of these things down, and then everyone in the world will be able to experience what it's like to be there. And they announced this thing that that really it was like a really good feel good moment. Yeah. Uh, they announced something called Expedition. And they showed this classroom of these young kids. And, and they're basically putting these cameras all over the world in interesting locations and recording this video so for people can experience. And you can experience with Google Cardboard. So you put the cardboard on. You can just look around in 360 degrees. They announced this thing called Expedition, which is for schools. And now school systems can use this. And it was just so cool that they played this video. They were, like, tugging at your heartstrings. They show these kids for the first time, like, experiencing uh, a different location in the world. And they were all excited. And they're like, I want to go to the Great Wall next. And they were really, you know, excited experiencing what it's like to be in these different places in the world. And I just thought that was so cool. Sounds amazing. Uh, and it's just this is what I love about Google, you know? Like, they're not making any money off this stuff. Google Cardboard is practically free. It's like $2, gives you a VR. Uh, you and have to have a device. And they created this design spec for everyone that wants to restart recording these expedi- expeditions. Uh, you can use this. Mm. And, like, when I saw that thing, I was like, oh, man, me and Oscar, got, we got to buy 16 GoPros. <laughs> this thing attached to your helicopter. It's amazing. Yeah, we have to get the um, the actual DJI um, GoPro. You know, I, you know, actually, for our D- speaking of quadcopter, since the, our last episode, I did get the new DJI. Um, it's the uh, it's a Phantom Three Professional Edition. Yeah, uh, Todd got a chance. It's awesome. Todd got a chance to fly it a couple of weeks ago, briefly. Um, next time we'll, we'll we'll definitely you know charge two battery packs and head out there. Um, but it, it's interesting. You never sent me the video either. It's 4K video. This guy can record. Yeah, it's still it's still in the quadcopter. I'm sorry, man. You know how what school's done to me. It's uh, ruined me. Um, and uh, when we have time, we should get out there and I'll get the video to you. It's a 4K video. Uh, the one issue I do have is that it has the built-in no-fly zone. Um, and it, uh, as far as GPS is concerned, um, it's got it's got the built-in firmware that doesn't allow you to fly within the district, which I'm fine by as far as DC is concerned. Um, but the radius for the actual no-fly zone is 15 miles, so that takes you way past College Park, barely takes you to, um, I would say, if you're in the Virginia area locally, um, you could get to a little past Fairfax and you'd be good to go. So the no-fly zone is so vast and wide, I've been trying to figure out a better way to fly this DJI uh, Phantom 3 with some sort of firmware hack, and it's not because I want to um, fly anywhere near sensitive uh, areas in D.C., but I want to fly, uh, let's say I, fl- I drive to Todd's, and we're in Arlington, and we go to a park, and we should be able to fly there, right? Well, uh, how, what, what, is the, what is the limit again? It's a 50-mile radius from the city. And so the, all your... the way around. So it won't let you fly in D.C.? I can't even fly at your house. I, we'd Are have to go to Fairfax. Serious? Hand to God, man. Oh my God! Is there a firmware hack for that? There's well, gotta be. I mean, that's. I just started looking, but I have to tell you, and I'm going to go on record. 
I've been flying these things for three years. I'm not the jerk that flies it 400 feet in the air near sensitive uh, sensitive areas. I don't fly it over. Any, very cautious. Yeah, I, I'm a responsible quadcopter yeah. flyer. Uh, the only thing I want to do is go over to my friend Todd's house in Virginia, by the way, a different state, and head to a park and fly this thing. And it doesn't allow me to do it because this company is so afraid of any sort of government intervention into their business that they decided to just block out everybody in the area from flying this thing. What if you disabled the GPS? So, uh, and I, and because we this is what we talk about here on the show. Is there like a wire? Like just cut the red wire? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is there is um there is a hack that I f I, f I saw online, and and when you type this into Google, uh, you're you're probably ending up on some sort of list. Uh, what, do you, what do you what do you write? Disable no fly zone firmware uh, from DJI. Uh, but that being said, that's why I gave the disclaimer that I'm responsible and I love this country. Uh, that um, I put a. I found a video where they put a little piece of uh, foil over the sensor. Yeah, I was just going to say to wrap that thing in aluminum foil. <laughs> so you create a Faraday cage around the sensor. Yeah. <laughs> and Todd, yes. I, I had some free time this weekend, a good three hours. I said, this is what I'm going to do. I've done it. And I'd like to test it with you sometime this weekend if you have some time. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, did it work? Are you flying in well, D.C.? It says, well, I, I, don't, I don't have the prompts on there. Um, so And I haven't had time to take it out. But within my condo... I'd be flying over the White House. I usually, uh, within my condo, I usually, um, when I... Not really, when I, I, you're Clearly you're not. You're not going to do that. But in, within my condo, I usually, I'm, I'm not allowed to even take off, right? So I took the props off the quadcopter. I lay it down on the ground, and I turn on the props and to take off, and it's letting me take off without the props. That and with the little Faraday cage I created on top of the sensor. That being said, that That's being awesome. said, I don't know if it'll fly yet, but you and I can test that Look, theory. If you're a company and you're making like the, I'm I'm assuming this is probably number one. Uh, what do you call them? Gyrocopters? Uh, quadcopters. Quadcopters. Yeah. I'm sure this is like uh, extremely popular. And they're going to put in an easy way for you to disable that. You know, they, they, they there's no way if I was producing a quadcopter and it was popular and I wanted to sell as many as a pot, you're, you're going to make it easy to disable that. Uh, again, I haven't proven the hack. Um, it'd be a lot. I, I actually would find it a lot more convenient if there was just a firmware update or a hack I could uh, I could lay into the, the, the actual quadcopter so I wouldn't have to deal with the foil. It looks like I have an easy bake oven on top of my quadcopter. Uh, but um, so for now, it looks like it works. But for uh, for a, a, a device that costs fourteen hundred dollars, I feel like you shouldn't have to take all these steps, especially if you want to be a responsible um, quadcopter pilot. And for me, it was just a little bit of um, just a hassle when I said, "Okay, I know there are a bunch of jerks out there. Clearly, they've proven that with the initial um, White House drone slash quadcopter um you know crash which by the way was done by a citizen of this country uh the guy that was just you know hammered and was flying that thing and it just he, he had an accident um that being said safety first i'm willing to do that but 15 miles the fact that i can't go across the street to virginia and fly this in a park uh, like a responsible adult really doesn't make sense to me so just a thought
Yeah, that right? sucks, man. You'll figure it out. You'll get a firmware. Update yeah, um, but but uh, but yeah, but we should definitely try that because mm -hmm. you should see the way I set up. I actually covered the foil with black uh, electric tape because it, the foil made it look even more on, on, ominous, right? Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, someone's gonna think I put something on top of this. Um, so yeah, uh, I can't wait for you to, to test that out with me. That being said, uh, we've got a couple more stories, a few more actually, since we haven't been around for a little bit, little bit here on the show. Uh, the first is uh, big news from E3 last week, Todd, Xbox One, and this is your biggest gripe when we talked about the Xbox One. I know I got one. I haven't, haven't played it nearly as much as I thought I would. But Xbox One announced a couple of things. One, uh, the biggest thing in E3 is that they are going to make the Xbox One backwards compatible, which means they will play a series of Xbox 360 titles. They've got 100 that are coming out this fall that you're going to be allowed to, do, uh, to actually do so with. Um, and by that, I mean... You'll put the disc into the Xbox One if it's they'll recognize if it's an Xbox 360 game or if it's an Xbox One game, and if it's an Xbox 360 game, Todd, I did a lot of research on this. They actually have built a software that uh, uh, that creates an emulator that allows you to play the game in the Xbox One. Yeah, that's uh, huge news. And you know, the first thing when I heard the announcement, I was watching E3 uh, keynote. I was just like, uh, well, why didn't you just have that on day one? Obviously, it was a, a huge challenge. Uh, the article that you sent me said that, um, uh, like, Sony was even surprised about uh, about this announcement. Yeah. And I was wondering if it really was an emulator or if they were just, like, granting access to, you know, the upgraded title. Uh, so I started digging into it. It does look like it is an emulator, but... Um, it's not going to work for every single game. Like uh, game publishers are going to have to verify that yeah. that it, their game works correctly on the emulator, and and they are ultimately uh, the one that They're decides. The gatekeepers, yes, yeah. So it's not like you just get all these games from your 360 collection. Uh, the publisher actually has to flip a switch before uh, your game will run. Top 100 titles, it looks like, will be available as long as they've been cleared um, by the publishers by fall. If you are a premium member um, and you want to uh, run the trial for a few of these games, um, you can definitely get on it now. Uh, some of the top titles are there, but not 100 games. But it, it's, it, it's a high time, uh, Todd, and, and you mentioned the, the Forbes article I sent over. Talks about Sony and uh, how the PlayStation 4 had uh, really a leg up last year when they announced their price point and what they were uh, offering uh, to their users. It really affected uh, the Xbox One sales. Xbox finally has come out with their own type of um, announcement that's leveling the playing field for the Xbox One with the reverse gaming uh, it does exclude the Kinect games. They said they can't do anything for the Kinect games, but really, I think your hardcore gamers aren't really playing that many Kinect games on 360 and what the Xbox One offers as far as their Kinect. Uh, it really surpasses what the Xbox 360 did, but I think that's great for Xbox. Also, uh, um, the new Xbox uh, One model standard will be one terabyte. Um, it's actually, it's not doesn't mean as much as it would earlier, especially after talking about the free Google device you got. Uh, Todd, but uh, from uh, <laughs> Nvidia, um, yes. where the shield, yeah, the shield, where that thing just carries one terabyte, uh, and it seems like the Xbox One is ten times as big. So um, that's uh, that's interesting. The price point though has come down. You get one for three fifty. Usually comes with a game. The bundles are everywhere. I hope this really um, this really does what I what I would like as a gamer. Um, 
is really opens up the floodgates for the titles that we've all been waiting for. Not just the ones that have come out, not just Halo 5 and the legacy titles, but the game developers actually start developing on a high level for the Xbox One because it seems to me that their, their bread and butter was the 360. Speaking of conferences, I know this wasn't on the docket, but uh, Apple had their big conference too at WWDC, and that's uh, I I was not there. I didn't get in. I did try to get into that one, but um, how dare I gotta, they? I got to tell you, man, uh, that Apple keynote was uh, a disaster. Yeah, it was the worst feelings about it. That was the worst keynote I've ever seen. Uh, Apple ever uh, produce and you know I it's always been downhill since you know Steve Jobs passed yeah but uh, that that one especially was like hey we don't have anything to announce uh, except for this Apple music thing and it's basically the same thing as Spotify and everyone else yeah and then they went into this really awkward demo of Apple music I agree it was it was just so bad, and uh, you sent me an article. Why don't you go ahead about uh, what Taylor Swift is? Uh, the, another controversy going yeah. on. Yeah, uh, it was so bad, Todd. That when we got together this past week, um, I went back to watch it. I said, "Was it really as bad as Todd says it was, said it was?" Because I wanted some context. And you were right. It was clumsy. It was clumsy to say the least. <laughs> the announcement was uh, the Taylor Swift effect in the article I sent over. Um, really is, and it's showing the power of what these of Taylor me- Swift, <laughs> yeah, these mega artists um, can do to these mega companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taylor Swift was in the news months ago when she said she was taking her music off Spotify, and then Apple announces Apple Music. Apple uh, says we're going to give a three month trial for free to anybody that is signs up for Apple Music. So here you go, boom, bam, ninety days for free. You can't go wrong. Except they had not. They, they they had decided that since it was a free trial, none of the artist's um, music, um, the royalties that were involved within the free trial were not going to be paid to the artist. That was their initial um, stance. How is that possible? Well, uh, again, there was no— How can Apple—like, I got to side with Taylor Swift on this one. Like, how is that possible they could just give f- free music— for three months and not pay a single artist. Yeah, again, I think this is something that was just overlooked. Um, I don't think, I really don't think they would have gotten away with it. But the fact that Taylor Swift just this, uh, Swift just this past week said that her music isn't going to be available on Apple Music right away because of the free trial because she better get paid, uh, as uh, Rihanna would say, bitch better have my money, um, uh, that she wanted to get paid. She said that it was only fair for them to get paid because they would be playing their music within the catalog, even though the company itself wanted to give away a free trial. Apple quickly made an about-face and said, everyone gets paid. We've got enough money. Everybody settle down. Let's clear this up. Everyone gets paid. Uh, Taylor Swift has since switched switched to her stance on Apple Music. Now, the details are not— Wait a minute. Yes? I don't think she's—she still hasn't agreed— be listed on Apple Music, well, has she? No, she has. Just some of her uh, her latest album may not be available right away. But again, it's still a fluid um, a fluid uh, topic at the moment because now that everybody's getting paid, I can only imagine that she wants to be part of it. Yeah, I mean, I gotta agree with it. That like, I just can't believe that. I know when you listen to Pandora for free, like they have to pay for that. Pandora has to pay, <clears throat> and that's why they're struggling as a company is because. 
so many people were, you know, just listen for free. So they have to throw in uh, advertisements or something to kind of recoup their costs. But it's a that's a huge problem with with music services uh, when they offer those free services. Like they're losing money on that just uh, to in order to hopefully get people talking about it. You know, yeah. sharing with their friends. That but if any any company can afford to pay the artist for those three months, it's Apple. You would think. I mean, you would think their why GDP you... is higher than and then some of even some even prominent uh, small countries in the world. I mean, they yeah. have so much money. They should have taken care of this from the get go. But I do love this. What it shows is that one Taylor Swift isn't just one of these. Uh, you know, crazy uh, artist advocates out there that's just looking to make a dollar and not worry about anybody else. She's all about the money. I I would imagine, though, that she uses her power the way she has with with Spotify and now Apple Music for the greater Mm -hmm. good of everyone. So if you're an artist, that's why I wrote in my my quick text to you. I said, let's start a band because they're paying everybody. (laughs) Right? Well, yeah, and, you know, uh, I, I signed up all of my albums for, and of course, I'm talking about my white noise uh, oh, sleeping yeah, sounds. Yeah. I signed up immediately mm, good man. Uh, for Apple Music. And by the way, I'm a little. <sighs> What's going on now? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to hate on TuneCore. So I use let, TuneCore. Let it all out. Let it all and out. And I use CD Baby. And one of the things that TuneCore I hate is they, and, and if you've never used TuneCore is how independent artists. Can you've used it, Oscar? Yes. How you can get the, your albums? They're the middleman that publishes your yeah. albums to iTunes. Yeah, like Apple doesn't want to deal with you directly, no. right? So you use these third parties to get your stuff on Apple and all the other digital music services. So TuneCore has uh, something called like the Store Automator, yeah. and all of my albums I was paying an extra ten dollars on what? just to get. The automator, which means when a new store comes online, like, uh, for example, Title, hang on, Title, you get that for free. Yeah. When Beats Music came online, you get that for free. You don't have to pay extra. And it was the, you know what? It was was a waste of money. I shouldn't have did it because uh, basically there's like four music services that actually make you money. Help our our listeners out. What four are making people money? Uh, basically, you know, the big ones, Spotify's number one, iTunes, Amazon, Google, like those guys, those are the stores you want to be on. Uh, and uh, actually, uh, Rhapsody made the list, too. OK, they, cool. Uh, so those are the only ones that you really need to worry about. But I was kind of mad because then like TuneCore said, hey, we're going to let you just click this button. We'll give you uh, Apple Music for free. So like you didn't even need to pay for the automator. So that was a huge waste of money that I. Like I have hundreds of albums, right? I, I, look, I, and I paid the automator, <laughs> and uh, you know, Apple, Apple's so special that you, you don't need to pay the automator. So uh, people like me, we got screwed basically on that because you know you're hoping that not everybody puts their music on Apple Music, and then it's a smaller store, and maybe you'll get discovered, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um, but no, everybody gets it. Everybody yeah, can get it. We put the Michael Mara show bonus shows on yep. Apple Music. We put Big O and Duke's premium shows reloaded on Apple Music. You did? It was one. You, cl- yeah. you click the button. I clicked the button. That was that. Hmm. Uh, it would. It would. Doesn't make sense to lose out on those dollars. Also, we'll I see. always skip the ten dollars. Um, that button, and this is really like uh, kind of. You always skip that. Yeah, I skip that because I go right back in and just 
uh, it just takes one more step to tick uh, to tick off all the stores you want. And right? if you're an independent artist, uh, you know we're always giving out free lessons on this show. Don't sign up for the automator. <laughs> Don't, Don't sign do it. up. No, because I, like I'm on 20 different digital stores, but like the ones I just listed are the only ones that really yeah. pay money. I'm with you. Uh, okay, well, um, before we get to apps of the week. Uh, I want to talk about two microwaves. things. Microwaves. Yes. <laughs> Quickly, uh, the microwave has been pretty much the same for the past 50 years. Uh, and it's evolved size-wise, but it's the boxy. I think that the biggest um, evolution uh, in my eyes for the microwave in the past years has been they've gotten more compact and they've gotten cheaper. And now um, the microwave may be getting a new upgrade. And I got to tell you, as soon as I saw this, I thought of my friend Todd Moore and a handful of other people in my life where I said um, one of the most uh, daunting um, issues with the microwave is when you put food in there, if you really don't know how long to cook it, you could almost ruin the food that you're heating up. Mm -hmm. uh, so leftovers never taste as great as they should. There are some people like my parents that still put food into the oven because they want to make sure that the chicken is still crispy. The oven, yeah. Yes. Oven is always better. Yes. And it always has been. If this is true, and the story we found on Mashable, um, it looks like there is this a real photo. It, I don't think it, it is. is. It is a real photo. Um, you know, it's I'm a concept. Microwave. It's a concept. Uh, this microwave, which is an RF cooker from GE, which uh, they call it Trivection Oven. No, stop it! You're just not even reading the article. I'm right. teasing. That's They're from, making fun that's from of 30 Rock. 30 Rock. Yeah, that you is. remember the Trivection yes, Oven? I didn't realize that was a real thing by GE. But the, the company that's making the new microwaves, yes. Freescale Semiconductor. Go yes. ahead. Um, so the Freescale Semiconductor <laughs> is basically... The Trivection Oven. No, nah, I love that episode. Um, so <laughs> Jack Donahue <laughs> <laughs> announced on 30 Rock the Trivection Oven. What's beautiful about this is that Everything's getting a facelift, right? Todd mentioned the Apple, um, the Apple keyboard, which is not so great. This may be what we want uh, when it comes to reheating our food or leftovers, or sometimes you just can't get to it because we're set, we live such busy lives that we have to reheat something we just cooked. Um, instead of using the oven, we could have a new type of microwave that really allows you to pinpoint and reheat your food the way that you would like to without ruining it, without drying it up, without making yeah. it too soggy, without uh, overcooking it, without killing all the nutrients. So and long, soggy pizza. Yes. If that actually happens, I think just like uh, people make uh, your own distilled water, this may be a new revolution for <laughs> or us. Or you drive an electric car. Yes. You know, like this is, this could be the future. I was shocked, though, because it seems like this would have happened by now, correct? I know. Like a better, like quote-unquote, microwave? Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I want one of those uh, giant microwaves that like Starbucks have. I guess those are convection ovens. Yes, they? they are. But they always come out. Those sandwiches are always crispy. You, like, you can't get that in a microwave. No. And that's what I want. That's what every, everybody wants. You put something in a box and then it comes out crispy in like 30 seconds. They say that this device uh, will deliver what we always wanted, uh, which is just the perfect temperature for different types of foods and you may wonder how does it know what you have in the actual oven well it looks like the concept the rf cooking concept uh, will be connected to the internet according to this article and it'll add store recipes or learn new ones and adapt to the consumer's cooking preferences which is uh like a smart uh, smart microwave oven. oh yeah it does everything for you pretty cool i'm excited yeah. about that um that's cool. so that's something new uh, next week i want to tell you a ga about a gadget that we briefly talked about when i saw you uh, at the team soft headquarters 
Uh, it's changing the way I actually even deal with a dry cleaner, which means I don't even have to go on a regular basis. But I'll tell you about that next week. Before we get to our apps of the week, if you were a Foursquare fan and then Foursquare died into your eyes when they changed the Swarm, I used to love using Foursquare to check in and have mayorships mm-hmm. and compete with my friends. Yeah. They somehow took that away. And I stopped using the app because of that. Yeah, I actually deleted the app because I said, well, this isn't fun anymore. I don't even know why I'm checking in here. Uh, Swarm announced today that they're co- bringing back mayorships. And if you are uh, using uh, the Swarm app, you can check in once again and compete with your friends. The tough part is this. One, is it too late for Swarm uh, slash Foursquare? And B, who do you know, Todd, that's still on Foursquare? I don't understand these companies. Like, they take away the feature that everyone uses, and they take it away for years. And then they go, okay, we're bringing it back, you know? And then, like, they expect everyone to come back and start using it. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I still have Swarm, and I'll occasionally check in. Um, but it's not nearly as fun as it was in the past. It was cool no, to see everybody that was there before and everybody yeah. that was around you. And Facebook doesn't I, the, the feel I have from Facebook as far as checking in. I mean, I've disabled that on my phone. Um, but as far as the feel, the gaming, the fun I used to have with Foursquare, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's not there anywhere else. So yeah. I just don't know why it took so long to get bring it I, back. I used to check in all the time, not not to be like you know, bragging no, to no, my no. friends or anything, no. but I kind of wanted uh, to a be trail married. of places I've been so I could go, have I been to this restaurant? Oh, and that then makes I sense. could see that. I never thought and about that's that. what I liked about it. It was just kind of this trail of places I've been because I can never remember anything. So, like, I'm constantly going, I think I've been to that restaurant. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it would have been nice if Foursquare kept it the same. They, they Like you said, they moved... They decided to go, we're going to be just like Yelp. Then they, they, <laughs> they spawned off uh, uh, Swarm, which did the check-ins. But like you said, they took away the gamification, right? The leaderboards, yeah. uh, the awards and all that. So they're finally bringing it back. It's probably too late. Yeah, I'm going to give it a shot just for old time's sake. Uh, just like, you know, going back and visiting an old girlfriend. Uh, usually... <laughs> She's usually gained weight, and, uh, you know, the hands of time have, haven't treated her so well. So uh, we'll find out, Todd. We'll find out. <laughs> you let us know about that. <laughs> All right. It's time for uh, apps of the week. Nice. You want me to go first? Please do. Well, my app is uh, is a video game, and, and I've been playing a handful of games lately. And, and this one I really like. It's called Goddess, G-O-D-U-S. And it's a God-style game where you have all these people, and it's a builder game, like you're building a civilization. But when I, and and I, I hate to promote a builder-type game, and I hate the fact that I kind of got a little bit addicted to this. But the way they executed this game is really cool. Like, you can terraform the world that you're in. You're basically God, and so your finger can terraform. You can dig ditches and build mountains and, you know, kind of flatten land for your... For your people to build towns, wow. farms, and it's cool to see that it's like I had this little uh, village that you know started out with a little tiny hut, and then finally I'm expanded and growing all over the world. And you know what? You probably shouldn't play this because it's kind of addicting. But I really like the graphics. I like the execution. And if you like those builder games, uh, I mean, I've never been one that got sucked into them. You know, like yeah. Farmville and all that stuff. I never got into those games, but 
I like this game. It, it's really uh, uh, pretty well executed. It looks really good. On, on I'm playing it on the iPhone, but it's available for your Mac, Windows, iOS, and Android device. So it's free. Give it a shot. It's called Goddess, correct? Goddess. All right, good man. All right. Um, By 22 uh, cans. Look at you. Uh, new game. I never thought you'd get into those games. Very cool. Uh, my app of the week is something I was blown away by. There's a few... There's a few titles uh, that our friends over at TMSoft, Todd, I know you know them very well. Uh, this last app that was released, updated, uh, brand new uh, interface, very, very clean, very cool. And what I love about it is that it allows you to find sounds from around the world that help you either rest, sleep, or actually just tune out the world and focus on what you're trying to get done. And White Noise has evolved to another app called White Noise Market. And White Noise Market had a grand update, which I gave five five stars to, Todd. And I'm going to let you do uh, the actual details because all I like to do is look <laughs> at the pictures and read the comments and see that people really are engaging into this marketplace. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. And I, and I know I've plugged White Noise Market quite a bit on, on this show. And in many ways, that's what I've been working on for the last six months of my life. Uh, was was getting white noise market to a point where I'm really, really happy with it. And so it's been updated. Version 2 is now available for both Android and iOS. And like Oscar was saying, it's a companion app to white noise. It allows you to download free sounds. But it, you know how I always love that secret app, right? Yes. And Secret's dead now. Uh, so, <laughs> unfortunately, they yes. screwed it up. They screwed up that app. They took away the images and the common. And it just made it awful. And then it died. Um, so, uh, it's kind of sad. I always liked that app. So, I, you know, in a tribute to kind of Secret, I always liked the scrolling of photos and comments. Uh, I added a chatter view to the white noise market. And it's so cool to see people are constantly writing their thoughts about the various sounds that we publish. And you can just sit here and scroll them in this chatter view and you'll see Pirates like pictures. Just yeah. Awesome. And Jack, Jackie just wrote, this is the water sound I've been looking for on river rapids. Uh, we just posted like the international space station. Yeah. And, that was uh, cool. Yeah. Like, so what it's like to sleep in space and people are just like writing so many nice comments. We had Space Week last week and published all these space sounds. So, uh, one of the I'll, I'll highlight one thing that I really think was great. Someone you, you I'm sure you know this. You can record your own white noise sounds with the well, app. I don't think enough people know that. Yeah, I wish more people you. would do it, but it's catching on. Like more and more people Good. are doing it. You can record it. Um, pretty soon we're gonna have it where you can just automatically post it to the market. That's coming up, but. Uh, for now, this guy, like, he recorded, and you should appreciate, you love Arizona. Yeah. He recorded Spring Rain in Arizona, and he, he emailed it to us, uh, and and it was fantastic. And we immediately published it to the market. And what's cool is you can go to uh, user recordings. That's like a category we have. And you can see all the people that have po created their own recordings, and they've done a really great job of them. And w one of the things I really like, we just published this Spring Rain in Arizona, uh, Teresa wrote a comment that said, I live here and this is exactly what our rain sounds like. I love it. So it's just so cool that White Noise has enough users yeah. where someone recorded a sound uh, in Arizona and then another user is just like, this is this. Yep, that's what it sounds True like. Community. I love it. True community, so, man. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really neat to see. And and so 
Yeah, if you haven't uh, tried out the White Wings Market, please give it a shot. I know version one sucked. Um, <laughs> I don't want to say it sucked. This is just a major sucked. upgrade, man. Uh, I ended up rewriting everything for version two, and so there's a lot of Todd code in this one, and I'm really happy with it. Like, it really turned out great. And every morning, I swear, I, every morning I launch it, and I go to the chat review and I just see what people are talking about cool, and see man. what they like. It's really well, fun. Congratulations. I'm all in. And uh, it's just it's, be- it's beautiful. The interface is just smooth. It's uh, it's just awesome, man. Congrats. Some of your best. You spent a lot of time on it, man. Android is is so fast, too. So whether you're Android or iOS, Perfect. I think you'll like it. All right. Goddess and White Noise Market version two out in stores now. Get them today. And uh, all I have to plug, Todd, is uh, at Oscar Radio on Twitter. I'm getting near 10,000, baby. Two years in. We're getting there. Oh, that's great. Um, so, uh, yeah, just uh, tweet me there. I'll be um, lots more content on a daily basis, as you will see once you start following. What do you have, my friend? Well, I've been using that Twitter thing a little bit lately, so you can follow me at Todd Moore, and, and that's it. Like, uh, uh, follow me on Twitter, and I'll follow you back, and we'll have a conversation. Perfect. Probably not. Probably not. But <laughs> I, post, I post stuff sometimes. All right. Yeah, all right. It's a one-way street. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good to be back. We'll have a brand new show for you next yeah. week as well. Now that the schedule is uh, lightened Maybe. up a bit. Maybe. Maybe. It hasn't lightened up, man. Oh, come uh, on. I'm, I'm very close to having my schedule back to normal. Okay. Been working really hard. So no the... promises. Yeah. We'll be back soon. At <laughs> least within two weeks. At least within two weeks. <laughs> All right. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Okay. That's it for our show. And we'll see you next time. Ciao, ciao. This is the sound is Tech 411. The preceding program was brought to you by More Broadcasting. For more information, visit us at morebroadcasting.com.